episode of The Big Question presented by Flaming Film, a podcasting an in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss the idea of interactive choose-your-own-adventure movies coming to theaters. As always, I'm your host, this week I'm joined by Josh Draley. <clears throat> um, I have been told that I need, by my lawyer I need to read this statement. Oh boy. On Monday... Friends in Film introduced a new segment called The Gossip Corner. This was a satirical and hypothetical segment on the podcast. The intention was not to infringe upon the trademarked property of Viacom CBS or any of its affiliate stations. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yes. Um, so I just... Of course, would like to apologize for that. Um, it will not be happening again. Okay, short-lived um, gossip corner here on Friends of Film. Yes, uh, we it's sad to see it die, but it'll live on in our hearts and on my Twitter and on Friends and Film's Twitter, which is Friends and Film, A and D Film. Go follow us there because we tweet news, uh, reviews, and sometimes rumors that are floating around the interweb space. Of course, we, we will not be tweeting any trademark property of <laughs> Viacom CPS. But if you're looking for reviews, we have those. You can find those on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, along with, like today's episode, big questions. But if you can, on Apple Podcasts, please jump over there, rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show. That's right. Uh, that's what we always would like to do, find more people to enjoy our podcast. Because if you're listening to this, that means you obviously enjoy the show. And so if you enjoy the show, that means other people out there are bound to enjoy it as well. So whether you leave us a review on iTunes or just tell some other movie-loving friend about our podcast, that would be very helpful for us. Um, because this week, we're talking about movies as we always do. But specifically, the idea of interactive movies with the big question of, are interactive movies right for theaters. Um, this comes on the heels of a report from Collider this week that uh, Crawl director Alexandra Aha will direct a new interactive haunted house movie that will debut in theaters. The movie will allow audiences uh, to vote on what characters do, what where the story goes at key moments by using an app on their cell phone. Josh, what do you make of this idea, this specific idea for a haunted house interactive movie before we get into the broader scheme of things. Okay, okay, but first can we can we address the irony of all ironies sure. here? Sure. This innovative interactive movie for the in theater experience is being is being produced by famed Luddite uh, Steven Spielberg. I, I do and, like that quite a bit. And Amblin Entertainment. But I actually think that also like makes sense. <laughs> Yes, I, it, it does in its own way. It's not going to a streaming service, which yes. he's not a fan. Unless of. it's Apple. <laughs> Unless it's Apple, of course. Then he'll make yes. stuff for them. He, he's making an anthology television series. True. Yes. But I think that I think this makes sense for Spielberg and mm-hmm. Amblin because Spielberg's whole thing is, you know, theaters are the best. You know, And I, I, I tend to agree with him. Yeah. Um, and like he doesn't want to see movie theaters go away. So it's like, what can we do to keep people coming to the theater? And it's... Maybe this interactive yeah. movies. Yeah, it's just so like, but the, I love the there's the, there's still that crossover of sacred temple of cinema, That's and then true. it's also whip out your phone. The thing we've been telling people not to do for like the last fifteen years um, in the theater to vote and everything like that. Right, it's like is West Side Story going to have a a choose like a choose uh, option yeah. of like hmm, should he get the girl or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's wait two minutes and figure it out. Are we going to have uh, what's his face die or well? 
You've seen West Side Story. I have. Yeah. Yes. Tony gonna die? Is he gonna stab? No, no stab for Tony. And then it leads into a whole other beautiful musical number. <laughs> and Who that's knows? the end of the movie. <laughs> yes. Everything goes happily ever after. But like drilling into like this specific thing, like you asked. Yeah, I actually think this is interesting because there's there is a you don't have full power with this. You're showing up to a place where it's you know you're and you're involving the community mm-hmm. around you to jump in on it. And I love that idea, like, so much. Um, but ultimately, will it take away and distract from what's going on screen? A little bit. People are going to have their phones whipped out and already, like, at that. Um, a, just going to just kind of, like, be pulled away from it. But I am I'm very here for this. Like I will go opening night or like Friday night probably like to maximize yeah. uh the the attendance in theaters. Because this is new, it's innovative, it's it's the newest thing since 3D. Since IMAX. Yeah, no, yeah. I think yeah, probably since 3D, recliner I guess. seats. <laughs> yes. The luxury. <laughs> yeah. And so that that is enough to get me in the door. I mean, I, you. I really like the idea, as you kind of mentioned, of the communal experience mm-hmm. that this brings of like, okay, I'm imagining there will be some scenario where it's like, you know, the, the person walks up to a door and it's either do they enter the door or do they not enter the door? And it's mm-hmm. like everybody votes and there's, and there's 15 seconds, everybody voting and you're like counting down, you vote. Yes, you should open the door. And then, but then the clock expires and the answer pops up of no was chosen. She's not. And then everybody who voted yes is going to go, oh, come on. And <laughs> yeah. they're just going to lose their minds. And I like that idea of it being like an interactive game that's you're just experiencing in movie form. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea and like a, a cool draw to get people back to theaters, which, you know. Movie theater or movies have been performing. Some movies have been performing well at the box office, but others, mainly anything that's not from Disney, has not been. So the idea of this movie, especially a haunted house movie, I think is where like this could be a really really fun like movie going experience. Like you're not gonna get from like if this was on Netflix or some streaming service. Like oh okay, right? Because like the obvious comparison was Bandersnatch, yes. where which was an interactive. Black Mirror episode from Netflix that, um, you know, I watched the first time through with, you know, my sister and her now husband. And like, and that was like, it was us three deciding what yes. should happen. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And that was fun. But then, you know, we like maxed out at like, you know, a couple, like, you know, we didn't get all the way through the story, you know, as far as you can get in a story that doesn't have a complete ending, I right. guess. Um, and so then after the fact, I was like, well, I'm going to keep going and figured all the different endings. Mm-hmm. And, but I like the idea of now it's not just, okay, well me and my sister and her husband have to figure out what's going to happen. It's me with a bunch of people. I don't know, randomly voting, having different ideas where we want the story to go. Mm-hmm. And I just like that idea of engagement and the audience interaction. of Yeah. It all. That's a great point too. Like, because I did not watch Bandersnatch by myself. So I watched it with someone else and we were constantly just like, all right, what are we going to do here? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then when you get to like the, the time loop part, the uh-huh. save setting moment where you either have to kill your dad or not kill him. Uh, yeah. You have to kill like four people in that game. Well, there's also, the, there's also the one where you're at the computer and you either destroy the computer or you like read a book or something. <laughs> That's right. Like there's a whole bunch of different those save points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
and so you like you go through all of those and then those take respawn and it's just it's it's fun it's it's chaotic and kind of fun um in the moment mm-hmm. but then you take that and you magnify it by 50 60 to 100 people 100 to 200 people in a theater and there's like this controlled chaos hysteric kind of energy that's going to go off it's going to be all so much more kinetic and kind of crazy and like you said like every movie is an interactive movie if you're doing it right mm-hmm. but this will just encourage the loudest voices in the room to be even louder and the people that are always silent who don't clap or whatever like that the people who shout don't go in there right are gonna be like no don't go in there i have a choice and then you <laughs> still people still made him go yeah <laughs> or whatever the case is and that will be um I think that I think that what that will be like that experience, um, at least this first time, mm-hmm. makes it so intriguing. Yeah, and I mean, I think especially with again the haunted house element of it, like this is going to be done small budget, I would assume so, from Alexander Aha, and like that premise, this idea, I think is a draw enough. But then also, it's a horror movie; so, uh, those always get audiences. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think this is a, a good business move as well from Amblin and from everybody involved to just be like, and here here's this new way to try to watch a movie. Um, and I think that the this does, though, I think raise a bunch of questions. And like, because you mentioned Bandersnatch and be like, okay, like we we got to the checkpoint and then, you know, we killed the dad. But then the, the girlfriend of the guy who jumped off the roof yesterday, that was played by Will Poulter, she comes by and figures out that we just killed somebody and now we're arrested and that's the end of the game. Like what if like what hap- what's what's the same idea of that in this movie? Yeah, like, like is there is there going to be a point where it ends, quote unquote, and then we get to go back, or is this just something where it's like you go as long as you can, and whenever it's over, mm-hmm. you guys die or win or whatever, right? It's over because yeah, this is you are coming into the theater, mm-hmm. you're sitting down, you're pulling out your phone, and you're ready to engage. However, this is going to be what's the maximum time yeah there's got to be a certain runtime that goes through you know you ha- it has to be set up in such a way that you get your 90 minutes out of it mm-hmm. no matter what if the choices are is, is, is but maybe few, not or is far see that's the crazy thing like would you go to a theater if you didn't have a guaranteed 90 minute runtime uh Probably not, but maybe, but people may not know that. I think that's the danger of this. Depending on, again, this all depends on the execution of it all. But like, imagine if the movie is like, you know, it starts off and like, let's say it's like Cabin in the Woods or something. Yes. Um, And it starts off and they like, you know, stop for gas. And it's like, should we stop here for gas or should should we keep going? And everybody votes, no, keep going. And then the car stalls out, we're out of gas and like, that's the end of the story. And we're 15 minutes in. Mm -hmm. Credits roll, lights go up. You're like, what? Mm -hmm. Like people are going to be super upset, right? Especially if they have to still pay a full price ticket to get into this thing. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, it's like, well, what the heck? Why can't like this theater is still booked out for another hour and a half? Yeah. Why can't we keep this going? Oh well, because the full story takes two hours to complete. I was like, well, there has to be either some built-in way to make it, like you said, where it's like you can choose your own adventure, but there's some machination where you either get you're either all building towards this ending or you're mm-hmm. building towards this ending where yeah. it's like you either build towards everybody lives or everybody dies. Right. And whether you make choice X at point C, you know, 
that'll either take you to that direction or to the other direction. But then, you know, your next choice or your three choices from now, you can make a different decision that could then send you back towards a different path. And so maybe that's the thing where it's all complicated and you're, there's only really two endings. Yeah. But the way you get there is differently. I think that's probably the safe bet. Right. Because you can't just be like, oh, the the movie's over and it's been 20 <laughs> minutes because then people are going to lose their minds. Yeah, you can't introduce time travel. You can't introduce uh, all sorts of like really random things. But yeah, the story, the how the way the story plays out, the scenes that you get need to be different than all of those things. And the like the... Uh, the consequences until then. This actually sounds um, a lot like the interactive video game um, Until Dawn. Okay. Um, same thing. People show up at a haunted house and you just have to try to find a way to get everybody to survive mm-hmm. the night. Or survive the night or Until Dawn. Yeah, I think it's Until Dawn. And it's a story that's already written and it's about revenge and all of these things. But then inside of it, you get to make choices about character and story and that determines like you know what that final shot is mm-hmm. of the movie or maybe it's all the same well I, I, I feel like you could do it something where there's there's either an ending where everybody lives mm-hmm. or there's an ending where one person lives but the choices you make early on could affect which one of the people make it through mm-hmm. or there's the version where everybody dies yeah and then here's another thing too that I, oh, so like, if there's like let's say it's like four people in this haunted house then you could have theoretically six different stories where it's okay everybody died that's one uh everybody lived that's another or one of the four people made it out only but only one yeah and i think that'd be very interesting because then if that's the case it would also potentially drive repeat business where it's like like let like let's say you go see it friday night with a group of friends and then the next day or you know you know on saturday or monday back at work you're talking about your movie you went to go see and they're like, oh, yeah, I also saw that. Oh, uh, yeah, mine ended with, you know, the cheerleader making out alive. And they're like, oh, really? Mine ended with the jock. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. How'd you, like, they compare stories. And then maybe the people decide, oh, let's go back, but make different choices to see what the story becomes otherwise. And so that's not only good for, you know, this movie to make a lot of money to, like, use this idea to do so, but also mm-hmm. would keep people coming back to this movie over and over and over yeah, again exactly and then like and the other thing too is um like it's gonna empower audiences to choose who they see this who, who like who they see as um for better or worse let them choose the protagonist yeah to them in a lot of ways depending on how the movie's set up mm-hmm. if it's just very it's very here for people and let's put them in situations rather than like a narrative arc, like Bandersnatch has where you're just clearly one person the entire way through. Mm-hmm. This will like, let them be like, Oh yeah. Like we're digging, um, Lil Ray Howery in this movie. And we want him to go. And there's very clearly like a murderer behind <laughs> the, the door right. knife ready to stab. So you're like, like Lil Ray Howery goes through the door and you're like, no man, I want him to get out of there. Like we know how uh, how good he was to Daniel Kaluuya and get out. So, right, so you're he's, like, he's you, have the, get the, you have the option of like, okay, it's either Lil Ray Howery who goes through, or it's like, um, like Damo Gleason. Because like, I'm, you know, <laughs> yes. think, and it's like, okay, which one? Everybody's <laughs> like, well, Merchant. I want, yeah, Stephen Merchant. <laughs> you know, I want, you know, Lil Ray Howery making. So <laughs> sorry, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, we're voting you through. Right. And then they go through, and Stephen dies. It's like, oh man! <laughs> exactly. You you walk in, you know it's gonna happen. Knife in the head. He goes down, and the whole thing like carries on like and that'll be like the dynamic that i think will be 
the most entertaining or not depending just depending on how they do it and mm-hmm. like and like because this is this is an endlessly this is a literally endless possibilities not and yeah i mean i think there's yeah but i think that's like that's the genius of this depending on how it's executed again if it's i think i think bandersnatch the idea behind a choose your own adventure like story was was great entertaining mm-hmm. but i but at the end of the day i never found any of them to be that fulfilling whereas like a yeah. haunted house movie it's like okay everybody like whether you're voting to make it through and you get you you vote correctly to make it so the one person you're rooting for makes it through and you're like okay great mm-hmm. this is good news right um then you're, you're gonna feel fulfilled but then also like there could be that like other side was like okay well i've done that before maybe you're seeing it for the first time you're like, but you know what i want to you know try to change things up and make this unexpected and different and so you're going to vote opposite of what you re- would really do and maybe it's okay well let's vote steven merchant through the door but instead of him dying it's a twist and the guy who doesn't go through the door dies you're like oh right <laughs> yeah so he gets pulled yeah like there's yeah like and the thing is like alexandra aha is really gonna be really good at this yeah I think because his movies have a they have a camp to them that's like they're they're picking up crawl is the exception uh, I, I would say um, you can see my review on front of film.wordpress.com but his movies have a camp to them and he, he's the he's he's the perfect he's one of the perfect directors to play in this sandbox because they he knows what the motifs and the expectations are going to be and his movies are very much in that very studio mold Mm -hmm. and so like you said when so whoever opens the door or whatever like there's gonna be expectations that he can subvert or give or plant and it'll just be like a chaotic movie about movies in a lot of way like cabin in the woods it's like i thought that was a perfect um you know comparison there and so yeah like yeah it's just there's so much potential yeah, I'm just at this point. I'm circulating. I, I'm just kind of wondering, like, what does this mean for like his shooting schedule? Like, yeah. is it like if it's like what we're hypothesizing? And again, this is all just you know us theorizing and guessing of what it could be, what it what it could look like. It's like okay, well, we have to choose who's going through this door. Depending on where these people are in the story, they could have these five different scenarios. So we're going to film you two arriving at the door, then the next pair, then the next pair, then the next pair, just rotate through. Mm-hmm. So we have all the pairs covered, or is it? Like, like, I don't know. I think, I just think that's like going to be so interesting for not only like them, like whoever's involved in the movie oh, to yeah. execute, but also just be like, you know, like at the end of the day, just be like, oh yeah, like we all film different endings. We don't know which one's real because mm-hmm. they could all be real. Right. But only one of them is going to be real at each time. Yeah. So, um, I think the, the one question I do have, um, further about this is like, you kind of mentioned like how frequently are these choices going to be, be going to be made? Because it's like Bandersnatch, it kind of varied. Like, it felt like there'd be stretches of like several choices, and then there'd be like 10 to 15 minutes. So it's like, oh, and here's the story that happens as a result of those choices. But like, I'm just wondering, like, is it, are we, like, how often do you think we're going to be making choices? If this movie is an hour 45, ideally, that's the run, that's the fixed runtime, depending, mm-hmm. and, you know, it could maybe end a couple minutes sooner, depending on what choices you make, but that's the, that's the max. Right. And like, do you think we're getting choices every, 10 minutes every five minutes every two minutes it's probably got to be like every five four to five minutes i mean just in, just in terms of like i don't know we don't know the logistics of this yet no um but you're you want people to be able to get into a story mm-hmm. and i'm sure there'll be 
cues on screen that a decision's coming up in case people, you know, close the lid on their phones or whatever the case is. So then you have a chance to get prepared and ready to interact. Um, and kind of like see it all go from there. But yeah, it, it cannot, it can't, they either need to be, they're, they're, they're either going to be in rapid succession, then break, or just broken up all across. Because I don't think Steven Spielberg would, I don't think, I don't think Amblin Entertainment would let a movie be completely free of some kind of narrative storytelling. You know what I mean? Like they want some control, Mm -hmm. giving it, giving every moment of the movie, like, you know, a choice or a decision. Nah, that that would just be way too much. And think of all the options you have to do there. No, I mean, I think, I think that makes sense. I'm just more so wondering, like my main concern with this whole idea is this, the cell phone usage of it, of, well, you're you're literally telling people to watch this movie. You're going to be on your phone, mm-hmm. and so are there going to be people who are going to open their phone to vote, but then they're not going to close, and they're just going to you know stay. They'll be kind of checking out the movie, and they'll just be scrolling through Twitter, or Facebook, and Instagram. Just, okay, oh, the time to vote. Yet? Nope. Okay, blah, blah blah blah. Oh, here's here's my vote. Uh, okay, I'll vote for this person. Yeah, and it's just like if it's shorter times, mm-hmm. and it's just like you're kind of choosing a lot. Then I think that could eliminate the amount of time people would spend, you know, not paying attention because they could, they could like be almost forced to, if they want to actually like enjoy it and take full advantage of this idea to be like, well, I have to, I have to focus on what's happening because to know what to vote for. Yeah. So if it's like, Oh wait, how do we get to this door? I don't remember. It's been 15 minutes. I've been paying attention since I voted for this person to get through this, then they could like, not like lose interest or anything and like that's like stop voting but like they could just i don't not get the full experience and so i'm just wondering like i just feel like the more frequent the choices to like a certain degree would probably be the way to go yeah i think yeah like i I wouldn't be worried about people scrolling through because if you are if you have a stake in what's going on on screen Mm -hmm. i don't think you're gonna have many twitter flipsters like when i go see movies i'm actually impressed by the amount of people who aren't on their phones all the time and that right. game was the most packed theater I'd been in for a while and I think I only saw one person like uh, yeah. hook up their phone I, I like just to snap the screen when the um, when the Avengers logo right. came up or the Endgame logo came up just to like you know like that, that that's such there. a rare like not, I mean something like that like opening night or opening weekend or whatever like that's like the people who are there are there because they're diehards yeah but still like you, there's still going to be a um this movie isn't going to draw spectators. Uh-huh. This movie is going to draw people who are, want to do this all as a huge friend group or yeah. with just a massive audience, whatever the case is. Cities across America will mm-hmm. go ballistic or whatever. Um, here in Fort Wayne, it'll be a little bit tougher, but <laughs> just makes you go to a different point, I suppose. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not worried about that, but I do think choices will need, like you said, they need to be in rapid succession or if they're going to get lulled, if you're going to tell a lull, it needs to be five minutes. It needs to be six minutes with a cue on screen or things like that. I don't know exactly how it'll all work out, but yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be worried about people like taking think, taking it as a license to take calls. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be like talking on the phone, but I feel like there's if it's like you know the first 15 minutes of the movie comes by and there's you know no choices, and then the first 15 minutes you know something pops up, and it's like okay, here's your first choice to make. People are going to be like, okay, a choice every 15 minutes or so, that's fine. But, like, maybe they'll get antsy and they'll just be, like, on their phone or they'll have it open waiting for the next vote. And I don't, I don't know. I just get, I don't know, not nervous, I guess. I just 
don't want that to be the case. I want if, if you're going to have your phone open for mm-hmm. this movie because it tells you you have to, I want it to be so you have to vote only. And yeah. so I think if you make people vote more and engage in the story more, then there's a it's, it's less likely that they'll get sidetracked with, you know, oh, did my friend post something on Instagram or did yeah. somebody Snapchat me or right. something? The, the, the draw of notifications. Right. It, it'll just be I have to, I'm 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 a, I am focused on the story, the story alone. And I'm voting to see what happens, you know, every five to like seven minutes. I think mm-hmm. that's probably for the best. Um, I do also wonder, like we've kind of been over this, but do you think there's any way that this movie comes out and you could be out of the theater within with, you know, less than an hour? No, I think it takes you at least an hour to go through it. You would, I would, ju- you would just be. It would be actually upsetting to audience members if. Mm-hmm. You were done in under an hour. No, it wouldn't be upsetting, but it would definitely be like a, why did we even show up here? Why did we pay eight, 10 bucks, right. buy popcorn, all that jazz for something that's under, um, right. it's an like, hour, under 90 well, minutes. Especially even. because like, whether you're on Fandango or through some app or whatever, you're going to like go to this movie and see it's, oh, it has an hour 45 runtime. Great. We'll do this. And then we'll go to our dinner reservation mm-hmm. two hours later. And it's like, oh, wait our movie ended an hour earlier than it was supposed to. Yeah. That, that doesn't work. That throws our whole schedule. Right. Changes everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that'll just make people mad and also feel cheated that I paid $15 to see this movie and I only got half of what it offered. I want half my money back. <laughs> and that's, Oh no, it can't, it doesn't work that way. Right. So I do think there has to be some sort of a built in safe system where it's okay. You're going to see this much, you're going to see that full runtime, but it's the story itself and how it plays out that's going to be different. Um, I think that will also be beneficial to separate it from Bandersnatch, where it's not just, oh, it's choose your own adventure, and you know your yeah. story could be over in 10 minutes. Right. Doing something from the comfort of your own home with the service that you probably already had, mm-hmm. you know, is you have nothing to lose there. You have something to lose here when you get this involved. Right. Um, my other question, I have a couple of questions that I have, um, is what we've kind of talked about, do you think that this idea is a good way to get people back into theaters? It's a good way to get people to revisit a theater. I think, I mean, I don't like, you know, let's say this is a hit Mm -hmm. launches 20 other ones at a certain point. You're like, Oh, well that's the same thing Mm -hmm. every time there, there's, it's not unique enough to become like a staple I mean, it could become a it could become a thing that we get every three months. We get a romantic comedy, or we get a comedy of some kind. We get hmm. something every so often. Interesting. Um, but no, I don't think it becomes something that people are like coming in droves back to the theater to see. But it'll definitely this definitely this first time from Amblin will certainly be something. It'll be a big success to prompt another one. Mm-hmm. But then you know, the returns are just going to start diminishing after yeah. it becomes commonplace after Netflix gets 20 more of their interactive movies out there mm-hmm. after Hulu does it, Disney plus does it. And just, yeah, know, I think so their, so their next one's supposed to be uh, Kimmy Schmidt, I think. Oh, that's right. Yes. I think it's supposed to drop sometime this year. I don't bring know it on. Please. When, but, uh, yeah, I think this is at least, I don't know about the longevity of the, of this idea, but I think for at least this one movie that it's a good way to be like, Oh, Okay. The, from the director of Crawl, from direct from producer Steven Spielberg, come see it. Interactive horror, haunted house movie. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. 
download this app before you go in and vote on to see who makes that alive mm-hmm. it's like oh that like that's a good hook to be like okay i'll, I'll go i'll go see that i'll go see like and vote my way through this movie yeah but like as you mentioned like if that's be- if this becomes a thing where it's every two months there's a new interactive movie from blumhouse every halloween there's an interactive halloween movie comes out or every um you know summer there's some movie from illumination that's a choose your own adventure minions adventure for children oh my gosh like yeah, that'd be it. i mean that would be a huge hit but it's like at what point does that become either just a complete gimmick or is there any feasible way that, that becomes like a standard yeah i can't see it being a standard i can't either but like, it's, i mean you're just it's, gonna it's, run out of directors that are going to like <laughs> just like be able to put up with that can you imagine now what if imagine the animation all of that would take too, oh yeah where you're just animating so so much you know things that may or not may or may not be seen mm-hmm. I mean, you get out of the previs and the storyboarding phase and you're just like whoa well that'll that's just thing costs yeah rocketing do you think there's any way that like let's say like let's say this movie takes off it's a big hit let's say it, it doesn't million let's say it doesn't launch you know copycats which i'm sure i'm sure it would but like what if the technology is really well done it's like advanced so like you download it you have to open the app by the time your movie starts and from and like it like disables like social media somehow or whatever like like i'm like let's just say yeah. like, in some case like in some way people like this technology is there any way that you could see that like mission impossible nine or you know the tw- the the 35th mcu movie yeah there's like a there's like a moment in mm-hmm. battle where it's choose what happens yeah and everybody has to vote it's only a one-time thing that happens in in that one movie mm-hmm. but it's does you know uh does captain Amer- does captain marvel punch galactus in the face or <laughs> does adam warlock and you're like oh i don't know yeah <laughs> i want to see i want to see you know captain marvel do it it's like okay boom you voted right like do you think there's any chance that like we could get something like that yeah i mean that kind of seems like an homage thing where you're just like you know enter and you'll be able to make the choice <laughs> of the lifetime right. for captain like you said captain marvel versus galactus in the upcoming Avengers, uh-huh. whatever. Um, no, I don't think I, don't, I could I don't, see I don't that think so happening. Either. That that would as a filmmaker, I'd be like, screw you, quit <laughs> letting the audience make decisions about this. Right, but all. it's also like it can only if that if like if you're only gonna do it on like a limited basis, like a one time thing. It's like you'd have to do it where it's like you're not gonna like do it for like Endgame. Be like. Mm-hmm. Does Tony get the gauntlet or not? <laughs> Does right. Tony take the like the stones back? You're like, no, 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 he doesn't get them. You're like, um, okay. Yeah. And then everybody goes and sees that movie. Thanos doesn't get the stones taken away. He snaps his finger, and the whole MCU is over. <laughs> it's right. like, wait, what? And, yeah. then, and then it raises, you know, what's canon? What isn't canon? There's there's too many there's too many options. Too many what ifs. But you yeah. made a really good point though about uh, technology, mm-hmm. because the logistics of this um, are going to be like impossible. Not impossible. They're just going to have to be told it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Does everyone join the same Wi-Fi network? Yeah. How do you do all of this? Well, it's also like, just like, I'm just trying to think like if it's Wi-Fi or if it's, it you know, Wi-Fi. Um, but then you'd have to have it where like each theater has a different, like each individual mm-hmm. theater number has a different Wi-Fi network for just that specific theater with a code or whatever. So that would yeah. like, yeah. cause like just imagine if you go to see this movie and you're in theater five, but then 
down the hall in theater nine, there's an earlier version of the movie playing at that moment. And you sit down and you log into this app and it pulls up and it automatically incorrectly connects you to the one that's already happening. And you're voting on things that aren't happening on screen or whatever. And you're changing results. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just wondering how that's, that could happen and how that could work. Yeah. And so I don't know if it'd be, cause it, I don't know. I don't think it could be um, like based on location. Cause like GPS can get you to a certain point, but I don't think it could pinpoint whether you're in theater five or eight. Yeah. It would take Bluetooth and things like that. For yeah. Like specific store mapping. Um, from what I understand anyway, about Bluetooth precision technology. But anyway, that will be interesting to see play out, but because theaters need to modernize mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, well, I just saw that the, uh, AM- the AMC 20, which is like the main one here in Fort Wayne, um, like they have Wi-Fi for AMC plus members. Oh, nice. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Way to go me. But I, I don't, I, th- I, it, I, I think it says it's the- only in the lobby though, which is so like interesting that I mean it makes sense because you wouldn't want it in the theaters because people would be on their phones if they don't have they yes. don't use data. But and so we can now go to the our local AMC twenty, not uh, sponsored. I can jump up to the yeah. uh, AMC bar, not sponsored, and pull up my laptop and start working on things and make it the new Starbucks. That's clearly what they're going for. <laughs> so like, yeah, I no can problem. I get a bucket of popcorn, please? <laughs> Look, uh, sir, you've been here for six hours. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and- my movie's in like one hour. Like, I pay for this privilege, boy. <laughs> Get out of here, sir. Whomever's working. Anyway, mostly some sheepish kid. Just I mean, like, if you if you're at the bar, that'd be at least twenty one. Oh, that's right. To serve alcohol, <laughs> they have their license in Indiana. It's easy to get. Um, but that will be interesting. But also the data of what happens from the, throughout these movies is going to be interesting because oh, yeah. you know, they're going to collect, you know, who they're going to see is like favorited. And like, oh, right. that, that'll be so fun when like, you know, or it'll be, it'll be a competition of like, does little Ray Howery make it out alive in this hypothetical <laughs> movie the most? Yeah. Or like who does? And then that actor will immediately have 20 properties. Lined right. Up Cause you're just gonna be able to tell who audiences like and don't like mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, it'll, but then also, after the movie's over, Amblin will be able to be like, here after the entire theatrical run, we know that here's our rankings of our actors. Right. And like, or they'll probably be in contracts where you can't actually release that, but whatever. No, I, but like, that'd be like, that I think, would I be like the that, fun of it. That would be really fun though. It takes, it, it makes it reality TV like. Kind of. Where we're all participating in it throughout its two month run, three month run. And then at the end of it, we're going to find out what everyone liked, what everyone loved, what everyone didn't love. I didn't even think about that because that'd be funny if like, you know, yeah, like the movie, even if it's not at the end, it's like always updating. It's like there's there's this movie voting app, whatever, whatever it is that they invent. And you end your, you end your movie and you you saw opening night seven o'clock and then you log on and you open this app back up because at the end of the credits, it says, you know, check out the app for you know, to compare your results to the results of others. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You check in, you're like, oh, 47% of, of other audiences chose this other direction. Interesting. And like, like to see all those different choices, the options and like how it ends, like I think that would be like a cool social aspect of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you said, like it's going to combine all those elements, how relevant those elements are and the way we do anything will be the ultimate test of this thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good step forward in the future for Amblin. Yeah, but my big hang-up with this, mm. the last question I have, will this ruin movie going even more so in the future with the precedence being set that it is 
acceptable to be on your phone? No, I don't think so at all. Not at all. You know, yeah, not at all. Because the um, I am going to pull up and so I can quote this accurately. Um, the new Academy president had a really great quote this week. Um, about the future of motion pictures and the Academy in general uh-huh. and all of these things that I really don't care. David Rubin um, talked about one of the qu- things that they're going to be working on in the future is defining what a motion picture is. Yeah. And you got to Like, I love that quote. I love that quote for a couple of reasons. Um, one, he's dancing around answering of like a very specific question that was asked, but also two, it seems sincere and earnest. And not like a very like, oh, we need to check my bow tie and like smoke a cigar and be like, listen, kid, like clearly Green Book was the best picture. Like that felt very new generational. And movie theaters don't need to be just one thing. Like joking about like, like they don't need to have a bar, okay, or whatever. But then all Mel Draft House, you know, seems to be fun, but whatever. The, the point is like they can change and they can evolve and be new things to because society and everything else like balance is moving and whatever the case is. Um, and so the kinds of content on those screens and the kind of community around it. Yeah. Do what you need to do to draw people in for those things. Like there's always going to be a place for your traditional art house movies and then your indie films, your streaming movies, whatever. But this won't ruin it. If it gets more people in the same place, enjoying some kind of story on screen, bring it on. Now, listen, the day that Twitch starts getting streamed into there and that's considered a movie? No. Get Out, or what is it now? Mixer, I think is the Microsoft thing yeah. where Ninja went. All right, yeah, like, no. No, please, no. Super not. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm about that. So, hmm. I don't think it'll ruin movies forever. I, or I, further. I, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't like, because even when I saw Good Boys, Thursday night, you know, this guy, I would assume to be his friend and that guy's girlfriend, Come in, they sit right in front of me, and the one dude, within two minutes of the movie started on his phone, you know, scrolling through his his photos for no reason. I'm just mm. like, what are you like? What are you doing? And then it, you know, puts it away. Ten minutes later, he's on. He's message. He's texting somebody. Ten minutes later, for that he's responding to that person again. I'm just like, it's very. I just don't like that attitude because it's, it's it's just people don't care about whether or not it bothers you. Yeah, or it bothers others. They just care about. Oh well, I paid here. I I paid to be here. It's my right to be here just as much as anybody else's, mm-hmm. and so I can do what I want. Yeah. And if people go see these movies, you know, if if this becomes a larger genre than just a one-time interactive haunted house film, people will be become more used to being on their phone during their movies, and I think that's already a problem because of how much streaming content people consume nowadays and it's like oh i watched this movie in my home and i was on my phone the whole time nobody cared well yeah because nobody else was around to care right but now that you're in a theater you're in a pitch black room and your phone's lighting up the whole thing mm-hmm. i don't want that to become a constant thing moving forward so if there's you know but i th- and i think that this yeah. idea at least raises the chance raises the percentage points a few that more people are going to be think it's more acceptable to just be on their phone because oh well, i was on my phone the whole time with that other movie and so yeah. is everybody else yeah yeah i don't think it's gonna make i mean i don't think it's gonna i mean like listen like dick show up to theaters all the time that's true uh, you know like you don't have we don't have control over that um there's also two kinds too there's the kinds that do do that and then there's the other kinds that like act like you've just like offended their mother because you did do that don't be either one of those people just 
do what the AMC voice, uh, you know, what the the, the voice says. Turn yeah. the phone off. Turn is it Geico? Off. Nah, who, who's, no. Who's who's running the who's running the ads for the long time about cell phones in the theater? Um, got yeah yeah Geico, was Geico, Geico was one. Eminem did another one. That's right. Yeah. They had like a, a rocket ship that was gonna explode. <laughs> That's right. Their movie thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I don't think it'll twist us into that because you know what you're getting into when you walk into that one, like that specific entertainment theater or the interactive one outside of that. It's, you know, what plays before is etiquette. But also side note, if you're going to text in the theater or if you're not really there for the movie, go to the back. Yeah. I mean, we were, and like, uh, this is a whole other theater etiquette thing of like, you know, me and Colton got there, you know, we sat, you know, to the fifth row back maybe mm-hmm. so there's still room behind us but we sat far enough back where it's like you know we sat so there was like a buffer row between us and the people in front yeah so like we could put our feet up or mm-hmm. if we wanted to and stuff which i have no problem with that because you know yes. sometimes you just need to stretch out um but then you know th- this other group of people comes sit right in, right in front of us i'm like there's a dozen other rows that you could move further to the side stagger like, come, come on, on people <sighs> i do it it's it's people just sometimes I go out of my way to do it. I know. Like I'd rather sit like to the side than to sit in the middle, but then not be able to like put my feet up or sit like in front of other people or, you know, whatever. I, yeah. I uh, totally agree. It's just theater etiquette's a whole it, nother thing. Well, yeah. it's like, it's, you, 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 we do what we want done for us. Yeah. And then the people are like, get that center row. Right. Go for it right now. Or it's like, you know, I'm sure there's other people who are like, don't put your feet up on the seats in front of you. Like, there's nobody there. Why can't I? <laughs> right. But eh, whatever. Um, so I guess our interactive movies right for theaters. That's our big question. Josh, yes. where do you land? Bring bring them all on, I guess. That'll be more content for the theaters. More things made. More actors hired. More screenwriters screenwriting. Um, more directors directing. More, more directors producers directing. producing. Oh, I don't care More about costume producers. designing. Costume designers. Yes. Costume. Yeah. Like, <laughs> more set designers. Set designing. That's my point. <laughs> more jobs. More jobs. Yeah. No, I mean, I am here for it for now um, to at least experience the first one. I don't know if they're, if this takes off and becomes a thing, if I'll be totally down for this movement. But at least for now, I'll say they are at least acceptable for theaters. I don't know if I could say they're right for them or wrong for them at this point, but they are at least right for right now. So that's where I land. That's where you land, Josh, on this big question. But we'd love to know what you think about this idea of this interactive horror movie, uh, but also just this idea of interactive movies being in theaters in general. So if you want to tell us your thoughts, which we would love to hear, you can do so by tweeting us at Friends of Film. And then you can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper. And you can get at me, Josh, at Just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star view with comments. Tell us why you enjoy listening to the show. And thanks again for tuning to Friends of Film Podcast. Josh, thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episode.